Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Humphrey along with my co-host Dr. Christy Stewart coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And today we have another request. Yes, and we do. I, I think the thing that we instill in people is that we want people to live a life on purpose. And a lot of times we get these lists that come to us because I think they're steps that help people really get themselves immersed into a, I don't know, a system, if you will. Uh, well, I think it's really about looking at things from different perspectives. No, you know, because a lot of these things are kind of the same concepts. We just deliver them in different ways. And I think that you can't, you can't ever hear enough of it. We all struggle with living a life on purpose. We all struggle with those things that we connect to or that we're afraid of or that, you know, bring out the best in us or bring out the worst in us. We all share those common themes. And I think a lot of these things, when we people send us these lists, are like, oh, well, this is just another one that really resonated with me. I think mm-hmm. your listeners would like to hear that really goes along with what you talk about. Absolutely. And, I think that, and it gives people a foundation and steps that they can take to help them live their life on purpose. It helps us live our life on purpose. Well, that's true. Definitely. I mean, these all resonate with me, or obviously we wouldn't pick them. Today, today we're going to talk about the seven cardinal rules of life Stephen Covey came out with. Again, these are, these are not new concepts. They're ones that we all strive, I think, to mm-hmm. embrace and that we all fall short sometimes. And if we can come at it from maybe a different angle than somebody's thought of it, or we maybe can think of it a little bit different. Uh, I think that's a win-win. Well, and you talk about that all the time, about just pivoting, just taking a different angle to look at something, and the way you look at it will change, you know? It just just does. But he did have these seven simple rules of life. Though we say simple, we're not Not saying saying easy. easy. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) That's the tough part, because I think we want things sometimes to be easy. Sure they or do. We, or we think, man, this should be easier than this. Or this shouldn't be that, I guess more appropriately, man, this shouldn't be that hard. I don't know how many times I say that. Oh, I do all the this time. It shouldn't be that hard. And generally it's not. You know, I was, no. I was just putting something together with directions the other day and I, and I that came out of my mouth. This should not be that hard. <laughs> and once I walked away from it and I came back to it, okay, it wasn't that hard. But that's life, right? When you get frustrated or when you get upset or you get caught up in something, um, you lose perspective and you lose focus and you get distracted and life happens and all these things go in your mind and you need to take a step step back back, and... And and let it get untangled in your mind. I think that's what most people do. At least that's what I do when I get frustrated. I got to walk away so I can untangle it. And usually... Whatever it is, the thought will come to me on how to make it better, easier, whatever the case may be. But yeah, let's talk about these seven rules of life. Well, the first one I think is is pretty important, and that's make peace with your past so it won't screw up your present. Well, I think even the Lion King was in that that Akuna Matata or something like that, (laughs) you know, so. Really what the whole Buddhist religion is about, right? Eliminating suffering, because suffering comes from the belief of the worrying about what happened in, on the past and right. how that's going to affect your future and not staying present in the moment. Mm-hmm. We all screw up our present because right. of what happened in the past or because what we're worried on in the future. And you can't do anything about those two things. And yet we're still screwing up our present, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, I mean, if you think of it, we're just past Christmas, right? I mean, the, the reason why present is the word it is is because it is a gift. Right. And it, it is the now. And we have to make peace with the past. Well, and I think 
at least for me, it, when I think of the past, some of these things might have been embarrassing or they might have been, I don't know, something that I was ashamed of. They could be anything. And we're talking, any for everybody that's listening, it could be something that you might need to get help with through a therapist or it might be something you just need to put down and lay to rest. Right. Something you did, something somebody did to you. Right. Something you perceive, you know, and a lot of this is based on perception because, right, you know, your perception of what somebody did to you may or may not be what their intention was. Mm-hmm. And your perception of what you're feeling guilty or embarrassed about, those people may have absolutely no clue of what you're even talking about. That's true. You know, I mean, because it's all based on our perceptions, but that's the piece that is tough, right? You know, and it limits our future. I mean, what do you think some of the things that people could start to do to give themselves a break from their past, make peace with it, put it down, so then that way they can enjoy the present? Well, I think that we have to forgive ourselves and we have to forgive other people. I, think, I do think, I think so. Yeah. I think forgiveness. Now that doesn't mean that you they need to be back in your life to do it again. Exactly. You know, but that means that we have to to move on. You have to find a way to come up with peace with some of these things. When I think is you need to make that clear again because I think that most people think when we say you need to forgive them, forgive people for whatever they've done to you, that people automatically assume that you got to let these people back in your life. But That's not true. That, no, I don't. You did it to me once, shame on you. You did it to me twice, shame on me kind of thing, you know. (laughs) That doesn't mean that's always the case. But a lot of times we just get stuck in the resentment of whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to hold on to that for non-forgiveness of ourselves too. I think we do this more with ourselves than we even do with other people. I think it's, at least for me, it's easier to forgive other people than it is to forgive myself. But it's the same skill set, right? You just, you have to find a way to move past that. And when we talk about forgiving somebody... That's exactly what we're saying. And so you can move on with your life. This has nothing to do with them. Forgive them in whatever manner that you see fit. So if it's right. just like you're you're lying it down, you're, you're you're burying it, and they're out of your life, so you can move on with your life. That's what we're saying. Find those things because you can't move forward if you're always living in the past. That's exactly right. And and this go this is across the board in different religions and different aspects, right? You know, Jesus said, "Forgive" means seventy times seven, right? The number that was not attainable. You just continually have to continue forgiving. But it didn't say just turn and let yourself get walked on again. Exactly. Right? Stanford University, I found this interesting, has an entire department just dedicated to research on studying the mind and the body's response to forgiveness. Mm. A whole team of people that study forgiveness. And what they found that there's four areas that are most difficult in forgiving ourselves, right? It's when we fail a major life task, like a marriage or a partnership. When we know that our actions have hurt another person, when we have hurt ourselves in some way, um, that could be behaviors like substance abuse, overspending, oh, mm-hmm. those type of things, some way that we've actually harmed ourselves. And the fourth was when we don't do something that we knew that we should have done. Yeah, um, I guess. Now that, that should, I think, you know, that's a dangerous word, mm-hmm. should have, but I think it, it really, these things keep us from being our best self. And that's their research department on forgiveness that those are the four most difficult areas that we have a hard time forgiving ourselves. But I think those are all true and having a hard time forgiving other people as well. Well, I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's say that you're in a marriage or you are you just got out of a marriage. And quite frankly, I don't care in any situation. It did take two to get to this point. Right. So what would be some of the things that you could suggest to somebody and say, hey, you know what? You failed at this marriage. And I've seen people beat themselves up over this. Right. 
you know, is it a time thing? Is it a, is it one of these things where we're saying, hey, because we can't just go, you know, get over it. Well, I think one of the things is that we keep replaying it, mm, right? We right. continue to replay all of those things. And then we have the law of attraction, right? The way right. you focus on increases. And I think we get stuck in that because we just continually replay over and over and over and over and over again, those things that we failed at. And then we wonder why we keep failing at them. That's a good point. So what we're, what you're saying is, you know, figure out what you failed at, learn the lesson and move on. I say on a regular basis that you can't allow other people to dictate how you show up in the world. That is true on this too, that you can't allow your past performance to mm -hmm. dictate what your performance is going to be today. I think that's fair. I mean, like I say, if you did have a major life, something in your life that happened, you know, a marriage or, you know, some people I've, I have met and you probably have too, have lost their home. Right. And I think that that's really hard. People have a hard time getting past that. And what we're saying is, Yes, it did happen. Acknowledge that it happened. Right. And, you know, find a new purpose to move on from that. You know, and if you hurt other people or yourselves, and like I say, addiction abuse is another big one that's coming up in our world again. So, right. you know, you've got to find a way. I, I always suggest that you seek a professional on that because, I mean, that's something major. Find a way to forgive yourself because nobody else is going to forgive you if you can't do it for yourself. Right, exactly. You know? you know, but we tend to hold ourselves accountable for our worst moments, right? You know, that negative yeah. impact, that negative thinking that, you know, that 76% of our negative talk. Again, we replay these scenarios and over, and over, over and over and over again. The more negative that we put in, the more negative we're going to get out, right? It's just right. The, how the brain works. And I think that that's a good point. I mean, we've brought this up in other shows. One of the things that we've talked about is that 76% of negative talk. If, if you're sitting there going, man, God, I cannot believe I made that stupid mistake. I just, ugh, you know, I can't. Okay, at some point right there, start to start to change that. Go, okay, you know, I made it. I just need to accept it, move on. To give you advice saying, hey, you know, you just power through it. No, what I am saying right. is, is that if you're giving yourself the, the business because of something that happened 10 years ago, you need to get that negative talk and you need to cut it down. Cut it down by half. I don't care. You know? right. But it's like, that's where you got to kind of start. This is one of those things that I'm, I'm really, really bad at. You know, I can <clears throat> forgive other people and I can move on and maybe they're still in my life. Maybe they're not. But forgiving myself and not beating myself up, not getting in this replay mode mm -hmm. is really, really hard for me. And I think one of the biggest things that I do is go get feedback from other people oh, and okay. to try to cut that because I'm just going to, I get caught in that dog chasing its tail, but then other people can come back and say, no, that this, that, that was a moment. Okay. That moment passed a year ago. You need to move past. And I can say, well, I know I need to move past, but well, when you start adding those butts, those butts are endless. Right. Right? Because you're going to find out in the world plenty of people that are willing to do your laundry list. You're going to find plenty of opportunities in your life, probably daily, that if you want to look at the negative and you want to look at how you didn't show up right, and you want to look at how you your 76% of self-talk is negative, you can find it. Right. You got to break away from that. Sometimes I think other people and getting their input and their feedback and, and really looking at the intentions and purposely intentionally replacing those thoughts with different ones. That's not a bad idea. I mean, I I think mean we find have some to. good friends that can help you through that. I I believe in good friends all the time. So. You got to be you got to open your mind to new possibilities. You're never going to have greater opportunities in your life until you open your mind to to greater possibilities than you have today. And and you can't focus on what was wrong yesterday and think your tomorrow's going to be better. I think that's a good point because I think most people that's exactly what they think. 
well, this is how it's always been, so this is how it's always going to be. So and maybe if that if that's what you it, well, well you're going to be right. You, you're going to be right either way. If you're going to if you want to keep feeding negative, it may be worse tomorrow than it is today. That's true. That's a good point. But it can definitely be better tomorrow than it is today by the choices that you make today, by replacing those thoughts with other things, even if you have to fake it till you make it, even if you have to purposely input things. You know, we talked about several shows we've done, The Rising, The Phoenix. Yeah. Put those things in your place. Put those symbols of better times, of better places, of better things, of where you want to go in the future. Put those symbolic things in your path. Put them on your windows. Put them in your car. Put them on your desk. Put them wherever you have to to snap your mind back into a better place. I think that's awesome. I think that's great. So number one, make peace with your past so it won't screw up your present. Find some good friends. Get something in your life that you can look at every day to give you that inspiration. I mean, those are really good items that, you know, somebody can take and really start to change well, their lives. Well, it's so important. And I think it leads into the next one that really helps with that. Mm-hmm. And that's what others think of you as none of your business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, how hard is that? Now, this is definitely easier for some people than others. But if you are living your life based on what other people think, again, you are always going to have people do your laundry list if you want to find them. Mm-hmm. And that is not helpful. Well, I was just thinking i one of the things i always find interesting about people that always say you know i don't care what other people think of me or usually the people that care the, the most. most about what right, people there you go. think of. well we kind of did a whole show on criticism as communication yeah so if this is an area for anybody who's listening that you really struggle with that That's what me. other people think of you really dictates how you show up that would be a really good show to go back and listen to because I think we did a great job of saying, you know, talking the difference between critique and criticism mm-hmm. and how it's delivered, even though it's actually for the same word. You know, one of the best examples of this, I think, is we've used this uh, illustration before, too, the crabs in a bucket, right, that you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket and they they will attempt to get out of the bucket and you will get crabs that get to the top of the bucket and are almost out of the bucket and all the rest of the crabs in the bucket will pull them back in. When we surround ourselves with people that are not there to push us out of the bucket. Right. Right. And sometimes that's tough because tough love can be hard, but you can't rely on what other people think of you uh, and what other people say about you and their opinion of you and what they want you to do. If you're over the age of like, what, 16 or something, you know, (laughs) you got to start doing it on your own and making your own choices. That doesn't mean that that doesn't happen. We all have those people that we want to like us and to love us and that we ask their opinion. That's obviously not what we're talking about. We're talking about how when just people in general you let them rule your life because of what they think or they think you should do or they think you should feel. Well, and I think a good point that we made earlier is find that those good friends. Yeah. You know, those six people that you surround yourself with is a, is a perfect indication of who's going to help you. People have heard this in many different ways. If you want to elevate, sometimes you got to separate because, That's I mean, awesome. it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. true. Some people will keep you down because they can't bring themselves up. Well, some people are gonna just going to tell you you can't do it because sure. they've never done it, <laughs> right? Just because they've never done it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of examples of people that were told they couldn't do it that did it. If 10,000 other people can do it, so can you. But find those people that will help you and, and motivate you and not right. think of you in a negative way. Because, hell, if they're going to talk to you in a negative way, you're going to talk to yourself in a negative way. Probably worse, Ex- actually. Yeah. Well, you just got to remember that who you are today is not who you're going to be tomorrow. That's a very good point. 
intentionally or not, our cells are different in our body than they were an hour ago. Mm -hmm. So literally, physiologically, we're different tomorrow than we are today. So to think that the mind can't control the path that our life is going to go, it's just as unrealistic as saying, nope, I'm exactly the same yesterday. That is not true. Well, and one of the things that I'd like to point out is if you really are concerned about what other people think of you, then give them nothing but good things to think about you. One of the things I think most people do is when they're so concerned about it, well, if you're a good, kind, decent person, what what are they going to say? I mean, obviously, you're always going to have the naysayers. Well, nobody's that nice. Nobody's that... You know, I get Well, some people you just can't win with. You you just got to accept that for what it is. But... You know, God did not create us to be anything other than who we are. Right. You've got to embrace who you are. And so many people, I think, don't like who they are or don't like... I think there's all we all have pieces of ourselves that we don't like. And oh, sure. I think that's just human nature, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. We're not created to be, you know, mediocre. I agree with that. You I know? think that that's one of the things. But if you surround yourself with mediocrity, mediocrity is what you're going to get. Right. So if you are... 20-something listening to this. I guarantee you what you're going to be at 35 is nothing like what you are now. Same thing if you're 35. It's not going to be anything at 45 like you are now. What we're saying is find that way to elevate yourself if you need to and do not surround yourself with people that are just going to be negative to you. Right. Now we get it. It's easier said than done. Right, exactly. Well, you just It's easier said than done finding that place. But, you know, if 76% of our self-talk is negative we don't need a hundred percent of our listening to be negative too an interesting thing too from a sports perspective spectators that sit up in the seats you don't have fans in the seats criticizing them right they're criticizing the people that are actually playing the game this is true with life if you're actively living your life and you're actually the player that's out there being who god created you to be and you're not just a spectator in your own life then you're going to get criticism Oh, yes. It just is. It's going to happen. It just is. And and we just have to accept that and move on. Well, and think about some of these. uh, And I know it's kind of like a funny thing on Jimmy Kimball that they do these trollers. They say bad things about uh, actors. So these actors read them. Mm -hmm. And some of these are horrible. But just remember, they're the ones on the screen. This person's sitting in a basement somewhere. Right. Right, Exactly. (laughs) They're the players. That's what we're here to do is, is play, to be actively involved. You know, those moments that those people criticize you or that you can swift your paradigm just a Mm -hmm. little, those are teaching moments. Maybe those people don't see it at the time, but when you can stand up and move on your way and not let them dictate how you show up, that's that's a moment for them that hopefully they can learn from it. Right. Well, and I guess, you know, just kind of hit this topic, especially when we talk about don't worry about what people think of you, racism. I mean, it's alive and well, obviously, more than what I thought. This is something that people will have to endure. And quite frankly, if somebody hates you for the color of your skin, your religion, your whatever, God, do not waste your time with these people. Right, exactly. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Now, if you're at work, that's a little tough. That's a little different. But you still can't let those people dictate. No. That is one of the things, if I could give any advice, do not waste your time arguing with ignorant people. Right. Because... You will get nothing but ignorance out of it. You know, you don't have to respect what a person feels or what a person thinks, but you do have to respect in this country that they have a right to do that. They do have a right to do that. But they do not have a right 
in, in your own mind to change who you are nope. and change how you show up in the world. That is your responsibility to the world. That is your responsibility to your maker to be who you really ha- are created to be. And, Absolutely. And we all struggle with it. Right. Even the people who don't appear to struggle with it struggle with it. But you can't let that fear and you can't let that other person, whether it be racist or whether it just be somebody with a good intention, right? You know, right. our parents or our siblings or our spouse, they they want what's best for us. So they think they know what's best for us. So they want to tell us. We don't think that. You've got, you've got to go with that and be right. like, okay, you know, maybe we can have a conversation about this or whatever. But you can't let other people dictate how you show up in the world. Right. Be the best you that you can be and right. everything else will work itself out. And remember that most of the time, their view has absolutely nothing to do with you. It really comes from what they believe, their paradigm. Um, it's a reflection of them. It's never a reflection of you. I know that all sounds cliche. It's true. It is very true. But it's easier said than done. I know it is that. very easy. Yeah. But I guess that kind of moves into number three. Now, this is one I don't necessarily agree with, but we, you know, we're going to talk about it. It's time heals almost everything, so give it time. And, yeah. you know, we've talked about this. It's, it Yes, it does, but... Well, I think there's so many levels to this, you yeah. know, I mean, that whole give time, time, you know, and then it will heal. Are we I talking think... about, uh, you know, a loss of a person? Are we t- uh, a job or what you're trying to heal really determines that. And, and exactly. I agree with you that I think some things we can put on the back burner, but I think some brokenness, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think some things ever heal completely. Right. I think you figure out how to way to manage it and you move on with it. Well, I think you um, can accept it. You know, I think it's more of an acceptance level. I mean, we've all lost people that was close to us. And I think that that's one of the things, at least in my opinion, that most people can agree with. But we want to speed up the process. Well, we do. Yes. You know, I think that's the biggest problem. You know, well, who we, doesn't? Really? Right. Well, we did a whole show on the symbolic and ambiguous loss. So this is another one that if you're struggling with this, that's a good show to go back and listen mm-hmm. to that and the self-care show because those two things really go together. And actually, the, there's a breathe show. That was a good one, too, that relates to this, that you really are going to have those losses in yeah. your life that... For the day that you die, you're going to have a symbolic loss. Things are going to just hit you upside the head that you never anticipated. You're going to see something on TV. You're going to, somebody's going to say some phrase or something that's going to trigger something. And you're going to feel that loss all over again. And, and we are, you know, we're breathing humans that, that love and have been loved. Those things are going to happen and Mm -hmm. we have to accept them, feel them, move through them and and be grateful. Right. You, know, you, I mean, you have to. You have to embrace them. If not, they're going to be one of those things that you don't forgive and you don't get past and you get stuck in that place. And it was interesting when I was looking this up, um, there was a band on YouTube that posted a thing. It was his, the name is Five Star General is the name of this band. But they said, you'll wonder why you survived and how you're still in it. Turn around to see the start and realize you're almost finished. And I thought that was really true. You know, the more, you know, we focus on how far that we've got to go, mm-hmm. that we never really turn around and look at how far we've come. And that really is a lot more productive sometimes that to, to turn, just stop for a minute and turn around and say, oh my goodness. And I think a big thing in that too is in that healing process that you can see where those dots have aligned over the last month, the last year, the last 10 years, whatever it is we're talking about, however long it is we're talking about healing, that we never thought those dots would connect. Right. But when you look back, you can see that. 
But then, but we don't do that. We focus on forward that we want these dots ahead of us to connect. Well, they're not going to. And again, you yeah. don't get that perspective unless you look back. I was going to say in that why they say hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you I mean, well, but I think that's what most people need to really start experiencing with themselves is where have you come from, because that's right. going to help you get through whatever you're getting through. Does time heal all wounds? Again, you know, I I'm not really a big fan of that saying, but it does allow you the ability to think about it. You're all emotional up front, but it does let you process things. But I think that some people may need a little help along the way when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, I think this is one of those things, too, that when you hear this or when people tell you this, you're in it. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter if it's going to heal tomorrow. Right. I'm hurting right now. Whatever that is, again, a job or a person or whatever. What are you, you we've doing got in a we've got a, I just continually say over to myself that, you know, life changed in a moment to bad. Life can change in a moment to good. And I look at all those things in my life that were random acts of greatness in my life that I had no intention of ever happening and I never thought would happen. And they did. And that gives me hope that... In the next moment, something great is going to happen. In the next moment, I'm going to feel better. I use the the symbols that we talked about in the Rising mm. the Phoenix show okay. of literally putting up visible symbols in my environment to kind of jumpstart me on it can't rain forever. Good and point. the healing process will take place, but it takes time. Again, th those are things that work for me, but I think people have to figure out what works for them. This is really true because you know? that's one of the things I think most people try to do is they try to kind of, I don't know, put everybody in the same box. Like for me, if I, if somebody passed, I don't want to talk about it. But there are people that do want to talk about right. it. And for me, I mean, how I handle that kind of thing is, is if everybody's looking for a little, bit, a little bit of advice on that, is I just simply say, if you want to talk about it, I will be more than happy to listen. If you do not want to talk about it, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Because I think that's what, for me, I don't want to talk about it. You know, we can talk about anything else under the sun. But I don't need to relive it by talking about right. it. And as you said, some people do need to talk about and it. And some, some people, people do. Are just different. But you need to figure out who you are who in you that. Who you are. Yeah. And, and what in that moment do you need? And I think that's really hard. When you're drowning, you just need to keep your head above water. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes and that's Sometimes you need to find tough. that friend that's a sounding board. Right. I mean, exactly. sometimes you just need to go in the sauna and just... Sweat it out. <laughs> exactly. That's what we do. That's but this could be do. anything, right? We're just talking about healing in general. So this could we be are. physically, this could well, be a, loss, a, a, of loss, a job, job, loss of a dream, right? I think oh, when we, when we get one. to our age, we realize that, oh, you know, what I thought was going to be isn't. And our life becomes a John Cougar Mellencamp song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are those are tough moments. They are tough right? moments. Right? And you have to heal through those as well. So I agree. Which gets us to another thing I think complicates this is number four is don't compare your life to others and don't mm -hmm. judge them. You have no idea what their journey is all about. But remember, they don't have an idea of what your journey That's is about right. either. That is a complicated piece. You know, we talked about in our happy unhappiness show and our be happy show that Facebook is making people really depressed. I can the, see that. The worry about losing tomorrow what you have today is the number one reason why Americans are so unhappy. Again, that's focusing on something tomorrow that you that you you can sort of control today, but you can't control it tomorrow. You can only control it today, but you can't live in tomorrow and control it today at the same time. So you have to focus on the now and right. comparing yourself to other people 
is just a recipe for depression, for jealousy, for resentment, for all of those things. Cause we compare our blooper reel to their highlight reel it is that's never going to work for you. Well, and for instance, how I would say you combat that quite frankly, if you're judging people, you can't move on with your life. You right. can't focus on the things that you want to do because in good or bad, we all know that we love to judge people that we think are worse than us because it makes our situation just as much better. better. Yeah. So on both ends of that, if you are sitting there worrying about what somebody else has that you don't, or you're always, you know, flaunting to somebody else of what you have and they don't, you can't be the best you out there. I promise you, you can't focus on you if you're focused on somebody else. Well, you can't focus on the differences in people because again, those are generally going to be those outside appearances, your color, your sex, your religion, all those things are endless of Mm -hmm. what we're different on. But at the end of the day, we all have the same needs, right? We all have the need for, you know, food, water, shelter, love. We all have the same biological makeup as mm-hmm. human beings. We all have heart and lungs and, and a brain and two arms and two legs. And those things that all bind us together is similar. When we look at the differences, um, even biologically, right? You know, if you look at historically, people believe that different races, you know, some may ha- have larger brains or brain power than oh, others yeah. and all these different things. You know, when we start looking at, again, at just the differences, that's when we start minimizing populations. That's a right? good point. And then those that have privilege, we create an environment minimizing that population. We minimize that population, then we put that population at risk. Whatever that population is, we talked about how did a whole show on that, right? right. Minimization and intersectionality mm-hmm. and what that means as far as we create unintentionally, I think most of the time, we minimize other populations right. of people that are different than we are. That's and that difference can be anything. Exactly. I mean, we can sit there and say the big ones, you know, race, color, sex, orientation. It does, But the smaller ones are they're poor and you're not. They, right. you know what I'm saying? I mean, it could be something as ambiguous as somebody using a food stamp card in front of you while you have to pay for your entire groceries. For me, again, judging somebody based off what you're seeing right in front of you is not a fair comparison to right. any I, you you have no idea what their life what their is like is. right exactly and it's not your business and it's not your concern to worry about yes right, exactly. i mean this is what business. you cannot move on with your life when you're so worried about what somebody else is doing right exactly don't waste your time with it don't give it energy because if you give it energy by gosh, it will consume. Well, it never stops. Oh, God, right? no. There is always somebody bigger, badder, and better. Yeah. Well, and you know what amazes me is, is I, it, we, we've all seen it. Hell, I've done it. You see one thing, and you have developed an entire story. Yeah, you got a backstory. These people right. are using a food stamp exactly. car, but they're living in some ritzy neighborhood, driving a Cadillac, getting... <laughs> you do that. Right. And people, it, that's what like, you have spent 20 minutes talking about this. Why? You don't know anything about this person. Right. You don't even know their name. <laughs> right, exactly. So yes, stop spending your time worrying about what other people's business is. Again, this is one of those things I think we kind of just do unintentionally. We do. Kind of habit. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of just have to reel back and know that when you start comparing yourself to other people, you start becoming jealous. You start becoming resentful. You start seeing them for what you don't have or what you aren't. And that is never a good place to be because your life is not theirs. Your life is yours and you need to live your life, not worrying about living somebody else's. Well, so let's talk about number five. You know, stop thinking too much. It's all right not to know all the answers. 
They will come to you when you least expect it. Yes. That's true. I mean, <laughs> don't we do that, right? And the brain is designed to do that. Right. That negative impact that we talk about, that seeing the negative first is how the brain is designed to keep us safe. So overthinking is generally not going to lead us to a better answer. Well, it paralyzes you. I mean, yeah. quite well, frankly, I can, you, what do they call that? Analysis to paralysis or something go. like that. I, it will. It will paralyze you to do nothing. Well, it's because you're living in the past or you're worried about the future. Right. When you're and thinking you about it. You're doing when you're living in the present. <laughs> and it, that's when it, that, the next part of this, when it says it's all right, you, can't, you don't have to know all the answers. But you do have to sometimes make a decision, you know? Right, Even, exactly. <laughs> well, and you can just process more information and then realize you made a good one or a bad one or whatever. Right. But, but this can be very addictive. There's a lot of research on thinking, especially negative thinking, and that it's addictive and that it just feeds into negativity. And this is the same like with smoking or, you know, we see this when we're trying to give up something hmm. that we then focus on that one thing and the law of attraction. That's true. You can't get caught up in that. You can't get caught up in the what ifs, should be, should haves. It's in the what is and where we go from here. Right. And, you, and where you go from here is what you do right now. Exactly. And I think that that's some of those things that people need to hear more often. So stop overthinking because right. we do it. I do it. You do it. Everybody out there has done it. And like when we sit there and we talk about creating new habits, so then that way you can actually move forward with it. it small wins. Small. No matter what go. we're talking a... about, it's creating small wins. Again, not overthinking and not getting stuck right. in the past of not forgiving yourself back to number one, you know. Yep. All these things really are flowing together that you really just you just really have to trust that as you said, when you're making good decisions, good decisions are easy to make. When you're making bad decisions, bad decisions are easier to make. Shifting that paradigm is where the difficulty comes in. <laughs> Again, take getting help from other people, finding out what's worked for other people. And focusing yeah, on the now, that is the biggest thing, focusing on the now. You're not going to overthink in the now, right? You're going to think overthink about the past and overthink about the future. You're not overthinking about what you're doing right now. That's a great point. So stop thinking, start observing, start doing. And listen to other people's advice when it comes to that kind of stuff. They've already been through it. Right, you exactly. Got, you, you, those, those and are. if it's too overwhelming... Again, break those big things into smaller things, into manageable mm. tasks, doable things that you can do right now. That's a great point. Rather than, you know, making these big things that are because just too monumental. Because I think people do get hung up on that kind of stuff. It's like because it becomes so monumental, so big, they can't move past that because this is something that's going to happen eight months from now. It's like, right. well, eight months from now is not here. So that's right. a great point. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, if you are putting something together and it has 15 steps and you start at 10, you have no <laughs> idea what you're doing. That's worrying about tomorrow, right? No, you got to start with one and move to two and move to three, and then it makes sense. But we all want to jump ahead. We all want to speed ahead, that healing oh, yeah. process thing. We all want it faster. Mm -hmm. And I want my IKEA to put be put together in like 10 <laughs> minutes, you know? Right, so, exactly. No, yeah, I get you. So number six no one is in charge of your happiness except for you. Boom. Right there. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. Again, we can go back through the first five and say that that is one of the reasons why we become so unhappy. We get stuck in the past. We think too much. We judge it in our life based on other people. Those are things that are in our control. Those are not outside influences. Those it could be influenced by that. Absolutely. But those are things that we need to control for ourselves. 
because no one is in charge for our happiness except for us. My friend Margaret Owens, if you go to Margaret Owens on YouTube or margaretowens.com, she's got a great song and it says, no one can dance for you. And that is true. No one is going to dance for you. You are the only one that can make the decisions to move your life in a different direction that you move today to make your life better tomorrow because you don't want what you had yesterday. Exactly. And that is, again, it sounds a lot simpler than it is in implementing it anyway, but but it's a piece at a time. And if mm-hmm. it's too big, if I, I just can't do that, it's because you've made it too big. Right. You know, start with things that are small, that are manageable, that maybe aren't life or death or relationship ending or whatever. Right. These money, I'm going to quit my job. No. Start, start with, with something. I yeah. Mean, start yeah. with something that is small, right. manageable, that can make the next moment better, not necessarily something that's going to make my life better. Right. And no. let's think about this, quite frankly, is if you're at that point to where you're about to blow a gasket, it's not because yeah. of the thing that just happened to you. Right. It's about the 50 things that happened to you before that. Right. It's- so, I mean, if you are unhappy, I get it. We've all been there. No, there's not a person on the face of this earth that has not felt unhappy. Find those little things. It ha- it took you a long time to get to this point. Right. It's going to take you a minute to get out of it. And this can be speci- you know, just area in our life specific, right? You can have a great marriage and a great home and a- and you hate your job. You know, start moving towards getting exactly. a different job, you know? I mean, write it down. Give yourself 5 minutes to think about right. That's you. That's a great idea. You know, if you're sitting over there, I hate my job. Well, what is it something that you want to do? You know, I don't care what it is. Find those things and then start jotting them down and then find ways while you're jotting them down, research them. Is there a way that you can make money off of these things? Right, exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Nobody's going to fill your cup for you. No. At home, at work, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to do that for you. And nobody wants to listen to it. Well, that's true, You know, I mean, quite frankly. (laughs) You know, people can make you smile. People can make you laugh, but they can't make you happy. No. You know, and the same is true for you can't make somebody else happy either. You can't. Um, It's unfair and it's unrealistic, really, to think that somebody else is going to bring that to you. You know, I think people bring opportunities for a moment. They can bring happiness into your moment. Oh, yeah. um, And your choices are going to dictate what you do with that. Mm -hmm. But again, those are your choices to accept or to decline or to move forward or get stuck in the past or get worried about the future. Those are those are those choices, those opportunities. Yes, people can bring them to you, but you have to claim them good and bad. That's true. That is very true. But we re- you just really need to find ways to act rather than react. Ooh, and I think bad. that is, again, mm-hmm. we're talking about the thinking. We're talking about the happiness. We're talking about not getting stuck in the past. All those things that we're talking mm-hmm. about really comes down to that. Really a living in the moment, acting in the moment, acting today, choosing today, not paralyzed in the moment of today because of uncertainty or because people don't like you or because, right. you know, you can't forgive yourself or all these things that we're talking about. You've got to move past that because all those things are going to bring unhappiness. Those are unhappiness choices. They're not happy choices. Exactly. And you've got to replace those unhappy choices with happy choices. Absolutely. Well, it comes down to number seven. Smile. You don't own all the world's problems. Yes. Amen. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I do. Yeah, we <laughs> all do. And sometimes I feel like I have the responsibility of all the world's problems. You but sure that do. is not true. No. 
right? I mean, and if, and if that is a, an expectation that we put upon ourselves, that again, again, it goes back to how we choose to be unhappy versus choosing those things that could make us happy. Well, um, and I think that a smile, and we talked about this in other shows, can really uplift your spirits and help somebody else along the way. Well, this is true, but this is also a North American thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, because in Asian countries, uh, the more that you smile, it kind of indicates to them the less intelligent that you are. Right. In countries like, you know, Russia and China and Japan and those type of places, um, your Asian countries especially. Um, oh, even they, European they don't, they don't, they Yeah, they don't weird. hold the same. Yeah, exactly. They think that we are weird because we smile all the time. Yeah. But this really comes from immigration. Any any right. country that has a lot of immigrants, generally they hold this to be true, that smiling indicates that they're not um, understanding you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it really comes from different languages and um, unspoken body language. But right. having said that, smiling generally is universally accepted as somebody being happy. Yes. So even in countries that don't necessarily do it to the level that we do it. Well, and it's one of those things I did try out, and I do use it all the time now. And so I think that it, it works out really well for me. I open the door, I smile, and I've always, I very rarely do I ever never get a smile back. So well, that's the thing; it's contagious. That's another one of those things that's contagious. You know, right. unhappiness is contagious. So is smiling too. There's a lot of research on this, and we won't, we don't really have time to go into it. We do a whole show on this of right. just activating the muscles in your face in your face that actually decreases the amount of blood flow into your brain, which actually is kind of a good thing in this aspect that it lowers your brain temperature, and your brain temperature then becomes cooler, so you can actually think better. But frustration, sadness, unhappiness those things actually would they come with a frown they actually increase your temperature in your brain which then doesn't make it function as well wow um, there's a ton of things that when you activate those muscles in your face that send the messages automatically to your brain even when you fake it the brain does not know the difference mm. uh, they did a ton of studies on sticking a pen in between your teeth and it actually makes a smile and that actually makes you happier just really? physiologically yeah there's a lot of research on this It's really pretty interesting that's one of the reasons why we say the word cheese for pictures, <laughs> because cheese activates those muscles in your face. Oh, I didn't um, know that either. But there's all kinds of things. It's good for your health. I think we talked a lot about this. If this if this is a topic that interests you, we did a show on this, right? Being kind, it's good for your health. Right. Uh, that involves a lot of other things too, but smiling is one of those things that's good for your heart, your immune system. You actually live seven years longer on average. If you're a person who is happy or smiles, the person who doesn't, isn't that interesting? That is I'm not sure how they figured that out, but there's a ton of research on that. Reduces your blood pressure, hypertension, uh, isn't, you know. Well, um, obviously the list goes on and on. So oh, it does. Damn, it goes go on and on and on. Smile, folks. I mean, and it, it doesn't matter whether it's fake or real. Fake smile will make you happier, and then it actually turns into you will be happier uh, automatically. And it's interesting that people can recognize a smile from th 300 feet away, which makes it the most recognizable facial expression. I thought that was pretty interesting. Really? Happy people smile an average of 40, 50 times a day, and the average person is only 20. Again, there's a lot of research. Penn State University found that people that smile more appear to be likable, courteous, and more competent. There was research out of Sweden that found that when you look at somebody who is smiling, it is almost impossible not to smile back at them, back to your statement. It just physiologically is almost impossible not to reciprocate. Well, I think that's kind of so, cool. So, it, yeah, I mean... So, it, I think definitely... the term grin and bear it actually makes sense to get through whatever it is that we're talking about. Yep. Well, it definitely sounds like people need to smile a little bit more. But I got to tell you, you now have those seven steps you know, take them, try to implement them as much as you can. But I got to tell you, going over this show, one of the overall themes I think we came up with 
It was all about the now. It was right. about the present. So, you know, do as much in the now, in the present. Don't worry so much about the past and the future. So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living On Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.